0: Hello and welcome to UMFASIP's monthly podcast Out Loud. My name is Ersin Erstojan and today I'm pleased to welcome my three guests who are women that have leadership roles at UMFASIP. Force Commander Major General Ingrid Jeda, Senior Police Advisor Assistant Police Commissioner Satu Koval and Chief of the Civil Affairs Section Faye Holi. Ahead of Women's Day we're celebrating next month, we invited our heads of the free mission components to share a little bit about their work. Ladies, welcome to Loud, and thank you for joining me today. Thank you. thank you. Thank you. Faye, can you give an overall idea to our audience about the work of civil affairs? Certainly.
1: I like to look at it as we have five strands of work, but uh, it's largely involved in in terms of liaison and engagement, whatever we're doing. So in simple terms, it's to reduce tensions that we do through um, managing civilian activity in the buffer zone. It's about increasing trust between communities, which is largely done through our intercommunal work. We're doing a lot of uh, deliveries to the Greek Cypriots and Maronites that live with the Turkish Cypriot community, but then also um, Turkish Cypriots that happen to live in the within the Greek Cypriots community, and then um, We are facilitating the communication of a lot of religious services, and a lot of our work is on a daily basis supporting the work of the SRSG or the senior advisor so that we try and prevent um, uh, issues rising that high.
0: Thank you, Faye. And Satu, can you talk about the work of Umpol in Cyprus? Yes, of
2: course. Uh, so um, UN is here to contribute to the maintenance uh, and restoration of law and order inside the buffer zone, which means in practice that we are uh, supporting a resolution of disputes between the civilians, uh, regulation of civilian access and activities in Inside the buffer zone in support to the civil affairs component and also monitoring and controlling civilian demonstrations and disturbances and planet events inside the buffer zone. And as police, we also assist the local police services upon request, then with investigations. But we are inside the buffer zone, the main responders to the criminal incidents. And our goal is, of course, to release effective and representative and responsive, and accountable police services to the local people.
0: Thank you, Sato and Ingrid. Can you give an overall idea to our audience about the work of the military component in UNFORCE?
3: Yes, the main task of the military is uh, to to prevent recurrence of fighting in the buffer zone and to maintain a stable military environment and and as for the two other components, all is to to ensure that we get the sites back to the negotiation table and find a long lasting and peaceful solution for the island. And we do this by uh, monitoring the buffer zone we are patrolling, we have food patrols, we have vehicle patrols, we even have bicycle patrols and do lots of monitoring also from our uh, three helicopters. And all kinds of violations or incidents we try to handle by engaging with the sides, mainly on the ground level in the sectors. But when we have serious incidents, it might be raised to a higher level where I meet the generals from the opposing forces, National Guard in the south and Turkish mainland army and and the the Turkish security forces in the north. Uh, So so it's very much about de-escalating and try to avoid tension.
0: The next question I have is actually for all three of you. And the question is, how do the three components work together? I'd like to start with maybe Satu.
2: Okay yes uh, in Unifish we work with a three pillar model meaning that all three components uh, uh, civil affairs military and police component we are working closely together uh, in all three components we have a personnel with different type of uh, educational background competencies and skill sets and for us and the whole Unifish uh, leadership uh, it's uh, important that we utilize always the best tools uh, that we are, have available in our toolbox in order to be able to respond to the needs on the ground and of course give services to the local people according to our mandate. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm.
3: maybe Ingrid, Ingrid you can would you like Yeah, I can add that um, I think most of the incidents or violations we see in the buffer zone ha- has to be handled by several. It could often be a military patrol, which is discovering maybe some criminal activity or some farming activity. And for that to civil affairs or or, uh, UN police to handle. So for that reason, it's vital that we cooperate closely, both when it comes to the planning of our uh, missions and uh, tasks, uh, but also when it comes to execution. So we, we have close cooperation both on sector level and in the headquarters.
0: Yeah. Thank you. And Faye, would you like to add something? Yeah, sure.
1: Obviously, I live with um, integration every day and trying to outwork it. It's easy to say the word. <laughs> it's difficult to make it work. But the thing, I think the advantage, as uh, Satu said, it's maximizing the tools that we have in the toolbox. And we don't have, We sometimes lament that we don't have enough tools in the toolbox, but the benefit of being integrated, I see it every day where we have police, military and civilians working together. And it's that shared perspective because we all come at the same incident from different understanding, different experience, different perspectives. And the merging of those perspectives and hearing them all, I think leads to a better outcome. It's a more more effective, more efficient use of resources and the tools that we have, but it's also trying to join up because none of us have enough people to do the job by
0: ourselves. Thank you. Um, My next question is about what are the positive aspects of having women in peacekeeping, but also women in leadership positions? Who would like to take the mic first? Ingrid, maybe? Yep. Yes,
3: I I think there are many things. Uh, Faye just mentioned uh, the importance of of, uh, the integration due to different perspectives. And I think that's very much also the case with having uh, women in the mission that we have this perspective and bring different uh, things to the table as a woman. There are other ways of communicating. There might be jobs we have to do towards uh, local women. Having a female uh, presence in the force uh, makes a difference. Mm -hmm. But we also have lots of research when it comes to peace operations in general. uh, That there are three areas in particular where we see more effective operations when the share of women is bigger. And that's when it comes to intelligence, gathering information, it's about protection of civilians, that uh, less abuse, more security, safety for uh, population, and also UN reputation-wise. It means uh, has a positive effect to have uh, a certain share of both men and women.
0: Mm-hmm. Satu, would you like to add something?
2: Yes, um, thank you, Ingrid. Uh, I feel that the increasing uh, of a representation of female uh, personnel uh, in peacekeeping, it enhances the operational uh, efficiency and it also enhances the professionalism of a whole peacekeeping operation by ensuring that the different needs and concerns uh, of women, uh, men, boys and girls uh, are considered in all our uh, activities. And uh, then uh, what comes to the leadership uh, uh, issues and women in leadership roles, I feel that um, uh, regardless of your sex, you can contribute to the leadership. Uh, and uh, I feel that here in Anfisip, uh, we all three uh, female component heads are, are role models for others to
3: follow. You
0: certainly are. And- Grid, would you like to add something? Yeah. If I could add to
3: that, I think we very often talk about the importance of female women and, and shares but for me there are several functions we should look more into i think that's vital that we we stop talking only about share women but what functions we have them and i think particularly in operational planning for instance we should have uh, more women mm-hmm. in the engagement part where we meet the locals the opposing forces it's vital so i'll challenge both the mission and, and UN in general on looking into that and mm-hmm. not only discuss the
0: shares Thank you. And Faye,
1: would you like mm. to add something? Yeah, I think um, one th- one aspect that you haven't mentioned so far, um, although your comments, of course, are very wise, is the aspect of team building. I think, I mean, it's important to build a team and to have a mixture of s- strengths within a team um, because that way you're, you're able to capitalise and work towards people's strengths. So, I mean, the reality, of course, is any man... Any woman is able to fail. <laughs> so it's not somehow or other that you are unique because you are a woman in leadership. But I think it's important that more women are leaders because um, of the role model and the inspiration that brings to other people coming up. But certainly, it, the, having that mixture of uniformed capacity or uh, gender balance is really, really important because then you have that shared perspectives I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, that enhances any
0: team thank you and finally i would like to ask what words of encouragement would you like to give to women who would like to join the peacekeeping forces who would like to go first is that you okay
2: so first of all I, I feel that within un peacekeeping there are plenty of possibilities for everyone to contribute and join and uh, different types of uh, uh, jobs available uh, for uh, police, military, and civilians. And uh, my message uh, would be that uh, recognize your own competencies and, and skills and strengths, and apply for that type of position where you can utilize those uh, skills best. Uh, mm-hmm. It uh, makes your uh, you. Uh, to succeed and also brings added
3: value to the uh, UN organization.
0: Thank you, Satu.
3: Ingrid? I agree with everything Satu said. It's a Mm -hmm. great opportunity to contribute to peace and stability in the world also personally it's a fantastic opportunity to develop working with so many different cultures nations and and different components and for that reason uh yeah believe in yourself and and, uh, take the opportunity thank you Mm -hmm. and Faye? Uh,
1: yes i would say i mean i endorse absolutely what has been said before and just to say you know like change makers are needed whether it's in the united nations or any other organization but um and and for for that, it's a matter of um, pursuing your dreams and trying to match, you know, what you are called here for, what your purpose is, um, to where you can contribute the most. And that's because that is where you'll be the most satisfied. And so, if that's in the UN, then then absolutely go for it and uh, become that change maker and pursue your dreams.
0: Thank you all. Is there anything that you would like to add? Oh, I could add on a
3: personal note that uh, I'm really grateful for the opportunity I've had myself. So for that reason, I would inspire and encourage every young, both girl and and, uh, and uh, boy, to to take such uh, an opportunity. too. I agree fully with you,
2: but uh, also I would like to add that with the UN Polish component, we have currently already 45 percentage of uh, Woman uh, police officers, which is a remarkable number, so almost equal, and uh, uh, I, I think we are sending very strong messages uh, to the local people that uh, police work uh, in peacekeeping and, and in general is work for uh, males and females, uh, but also to the local police services, uh, sending good uh, examples that uh, we, we mm-hmm. can do this work
0: together. Thank you. Thank you all for joining me today. I'm sure our listeners also enjoyed the conversation. That brings us to the end of this edition of our Out Loud podcast. Until next time, stay safe.